Welcome to True North Vineyard Podcast, where we share our Sunday gathering messages. True North is a vibrant church plant community located in Traverse City, Michigan area. We are centered in the Bible and follow the example of Jesus praying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We hope that our Sunday gathering messages encourage you to lean into the word of God and compel you to take action. To connect with us, visit our website, vineyardtruenorth.churchcenter.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at True North Vineyard. I love this. It's, uh, I'll tell you what, this is my third time now being up here speaking and stuff. And uh, definitely, I think it's easier and easier the more you do it. But I don't know, this was, this was different for me. Even when I was prepping for this this week, I was like, you know, I, I knew this, like doing this sort of thing was going to be calling on my life a long time ago, and I always ran from it. And now it feels like I've got Jared pushing me and like having to walk in it more and more. So, man, if there's something you know you're supposed to do, this is totally separate from my notes. I just feel like the Lord is just saying like, if there's something you know you're supposed to do, surround yourself with people that are going to push you to take you to the next level. Surround yourself with people that are going to help get you out of your comfort zone and get you to that next place and to that calling where you're supposed to be, to challenge you, to push you, and to just walk beside you. You know, because my biggest struggle with this for the longest time was always, I'm not educated enough of this. Like, for those of you that know me, yeah, right. You know, like, I'm over here, but the last couple years, just spending time with Jared and Zach even, you know, thank you. You know, thank you, man. Like, I don't know if I've ever said that, but... You know, just surround yourself with people that are going to help push you into that calling that you're called to, okay? All right, so to my message tonight. Tonight, we're talking, we're continuing, we're on worship. I peeked at my wife's notes for next week. Super excited to watch that and uh, see her. Last week, I just got to kind of stand here and be in awe as she was kind of co-doing this with me, which was fantastic. But tonight, I'm going to talk about the horizontal and the vertical, and what do I mean by that? When I'm thinking, when I'm talking about worship, I'm talking about the vertical. It's that connection between me and the Father. And then what does that do horizontally? So tonight we're going to kind of take a look at a couple of those things. I'm going to try to get through this quick. I know everybody says that around here, but I think I can get through this quick because I want to spend time in worship again. Part of what we're trying to do each week on this worship series is to close service to continue to work on that connection between us and the Father and that relationship with through worship. So let's take a look. When I say the vertical dimension to worship, like that vertical direction, I say dimension, that's a weird word. The vertical direction of worship I'm talking about. This is the easy one. This is we're giving him glory. We're giving him the praise and worship. This is where vertically we're saying, you know, you are Yahweh, you are king of all kings, and we glorify your name, and we lift your name, and we praise your name, okay? Scripture tells us that he doesn't need our praise, but he delights in it, okay? So when we sing and we're worshiping, we're doing this because he is worthy and we're giving him the glory, okay? This is where the directional, when we're going vertical, this is also where in our own private prayer time, this is where we get to work on our relationship with him. This is where we get to spend time and we get to strengthen that bond that you and the Father have between the two of you. It's that vertical direction. Um, I want to take a look at a scripture. Do you have that one, Steve? Psalm 43? Yes. Let's take a look at Psalm 43. There's some fun stuff here. Um, I spent a lot of time looking at this one this week. Psalm 43 says, He has given me a new song to sing. 
a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed, and they will put their trust in the Lord. So here we have David, okay, wrote the psalm. David was just going through this phase where he was crying out to the Lord, and he was saying, like, dude, do you hear my cry? And all of a sudden, he hears his cry, and he responds, and he gives him, like, this, this new song that he puts on his lips. It's like David has experienced the Lord before. He knows him, but something was different this time. Something was different. This was new. This was something new. And David says that he gave me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. So God has refreshed him. He heard his cry. David had an experience with God, and this time it was something new and fresh, and he couldn't be silent about it. It wasn't that he just was singing a new song. He was running and he was shouting. He was singing this praise. People were hearing what he was saying, and they were looking. It wasn't just, I hear him, but I also see him. Okay? David's saying, like, nobody cared, like he was around, and he was running and shouting. But I'm going to tell you right now, if y'all start having that type of freedom and start dancing naked, this is going to be a different story. We have a clothes-on policy in church. Okay? I'm all about freedom of worship, but... When the scripture says to dance like David dance, please do not dance naked up in this church, okay? All right, let's keep our clothes on, but dance with that freedom, <laughs> okay? But David was excited, and he couldn't contain his joy or his happiness. He was shouting this, and he was, he was so just crazy and full of it that people were seeing, and they were going, hey, what's going on? What is he doing? Okay, the Psalms were designed to be sung. We sing a praise out loud, and this is an important spiritual expression that we have. The Psalms alone talk 68 different times about singing. But in this moment, it wasn't just any song with David. This was a new song. It was a freshness. There was a new experience that he had just had with the Father. And it was almost like he was seeing God again kind of for the first time. And so he put this new song on his lips. You know, and it's an exciting thing. Like, I think about the first time, like, okay, this was, I wasn't going to give this example, but I love this example, okay? Like, it's, it's almost, I know him, I know God, I know the Father. It's like, I, I've heard all these people at one point in time tell me about some great movie, okay? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I hear you talking about this movie, Interstellar. Have any of you guys seen Interstellar? Love that movie. I heard so many people tell me how great and fantastic this movie was. And I was kind of like, okay, wait a second. Everybody's been telling me about this movie. All right, let me sit down and let me give it a shot. And I sit down and watch it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm telling everybody about Interstellar. I'm like, guys, you have to see this movie, okay? And I, I know that's like a movie reference and all that stuff, but it's like that excitement and that joy when you, like, I, you know great movies because you've seen great movies and you've sat through them and experienced them, but there was something different about this movie. Like, this is the same thing that David was going through here. He knows God. Like, we've, we've seen him have, like, he walks with him. He knows him. He was favored, right? But this was something new, okay? So the vertical worship is us and him alone, Okay, this is the time that we're building and strengthening our connection and our relationship with the Father. David was in a position where he was sitting and he was crying out to the Lord and the Lord heard his cry and he put a new song on his mouth. Okay, So now, the vertical, we get that. Okay, The horizontal. Okay, When I'm talking about the horizontal, what happens horizontally now? 
Okay? So David says in Psalm 43, if you look back at it, he says, Many will see or know God's presence, and they will be amazed. They're in awe. And they put their trust in the Lord as well. So if we look at that, it says, Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. So as David praised God, many saw it. They didn't just hear it. They saw him praising, and in turn, they put the same security that David had in the Lord. They said, oh, okay, I'm going to do that too. And they put that same trust that David had in the Lord as well. So in essence, what David was doing because of his praise and because what the Lord was doing on him, his praise was so just crazy that now it became a witness that somebody else said, Hey, you know what? If he's doing that, I'm going to do that as well, too. And they joined him in praise. Okay, and we're going to look at that a little bit more. Okay, so, you know, here, like kind of, like Jared was saying earlier, um, we don't just worship because it's a part of the agenda or part of what we're doing. Okay, we're worshiping publicly and corporately because when two or more gather, right? Two or three are gathered together in my name. I am in the midst of them. Okay, so when we gather and we're singing a praise and we're going, because you are worthy, right? He comes and he dwells with us and his presence is with us, right? Okay, so worshiping corporately becomes a reflection of our intimate relationship with the Father. It also kind of has a witnessing effect, and I want to explore that. Because when I was looking at Psalm 43, I thought this was interesting that because of his worship, it actually became something that became a witness to somebody who didn't have the same encounter. So I want to look at that a little bit tonight. Um, So we see in Psalm 43 that people became amazed at David's worship, and they were intrigued by it. But because of his joy, they put their trust in God as well. There's a close relationship between worship and witness that's reflected in two ways. People far from God are drawn to Christ through worship, and people close to God are compelled to share Christ after worship. And we see this throughout Scripture in a couple ways we're going to take a look at. So it's like worship is kind of like a magnet. It attracts and like it kind of draws people to Jesus, okay? Paul told the Corinthian church, I'm going to paraphrase here in chapter 14, okay? But he says, he tells them to worship in such a clear way that if an unbeliever entered their meeting, they would be convicted by all and judged by all, that the secrets of the heart would be revealed and the results would be that they fall face down worshiping to God, declaring God is truly among you. Right? So that, in essence, that worship that we're doing Like, that vertical all of a sudden becomes an empowerment for the horizontal. That relationship that we have with the Father that we, like, continue to grow in in the vertical when we gather together as, like, a meeting and in one big group, and now all of a sudden starts to have a witnessing effect, okay? When we have an experience in the presence of God, lives are forever changed. So think back to a moment when you first had an experience with the Father. Back to a time when you didn't know Jesus or you didn't have that experience with Holy Spirit or whatever that is, it kind of gives you that tingly feeling almost, right? But if you think back to that moment, you know, I mean, I think about, I mean, this is always a hot topic around here because, you know, we have so many people that 
like do, do Bible and they do theology and all that. And I'm not knocking any of that, Zach, Jesse, love you, Jared. I love you if you're listening to this. I'm not knocking any of that. But I remember in the early days, we used to talk sometimes that like I'm a big believer in the experience that you have is what leads you to the Lord. Okay, some people disagree with that. This is just my opinion. But if you think back to that time when you had your first experience with the Lord, you know, were you in that same position that David was in where you were crying out, waiting for God to hear you? You know, was it a healing that took place? Was there something that took place? You know, we can almost look at these situations and we could say when there's somebody who's an unbeliever, you know, that has their first experience with the Lord, there's somebody who does know the Lord that is there and is helping them through that and leading them to that. You know, like we are his vessels. He moves through us to witness to other people. You know, I mean, we've seen countless testimonies of things take place and stuff already, like, since the time that we've been open around here. Carly's seen it, you know. We, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people. Jesse's seen it. You know, Jesse and Tiff lead our prayer ministry, and every single week we see people that are struggling and going through something and have an experience with the Lord, you know. It's like we don't start church with worship because it's part of that agenda. We start church with worship because... It's like, that's our time to get right. Like, let's fix it all. Let's check all the stuff that we're carrying at the door, and let's, let's shed it all off. Let's get it right. And prepare our hearts to hear the word, and then to come together and to hear his voice and to be able to witness. You know, we've been doing groups and stuff after service, like where we can gather and we can pray for people, and we've been seeing countless people going through stuff that are all of a sudden walking through it and starting to get changed. Their lives are forever changed because of an experience and the encounter that they have with the Lord. Okay? And if you haven't experienced this, that's okay. You still can. You're in the right place. You know? I mean, Jared talks about the people he wants to get and to bring in. You know, we've been talking about this for a while. It's like there's so many people out there that don't know this. Like, we just want to go get them and bring them in to the presence of God. The presence of God isn't just here in this building. Like, the presence of God is wherever we take it. So I'm strongly hoping that tonight everybody, like, walks away from this and goes, that vertical relationship with me and the Lord, where am I? Because that vertical relationship, as we strengthen that, it empowers the horizontal. As we work on that relationship with us and the Father, and that grows deeper and deeper, and that connection gets tighter with Him, now, all of a sudden, when you go to class and you go to school and someone needs Jesus, you're like, I'm there. I'm ready. What do you need? I can pray for you. Right? And we're in the workplace, wherever it is. Okay? Uh, let's, take a, let's take a look at another example. I'm almost done. See? I said I could do this quick. I'm almost done. Let's take a look at another example. Um, in Matthew 28, we all know this one, 16 through 20. The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of an age." We all know the Great Commission. Jared says this one all the time. I know Zach talks about it. You know, the Great Commission, that's like the heartbeat of Christianity. That's like what we're all here for, right? But in order for the Great Commission to be effective, 
we need to first have an experience with the presence of the Lord in that relational aspect. You know, that vertical, once we get that down, it empowers the horizontal when we go out. You know, when Jesus told them to go to the mountain, what was the first thing they did? They worshiped. And then when they worshiped, he showed up. And then when he showed up, what did he say? He said, here, I'll give you the Great Commission. Now, I'm not, he, I, he was going to do this, right? I'm just, I'm just pointing out that's here. I'm sure if he didn't do it this way, he would have done it another way. But when I take a look at the scripture, the thing that pops out to me is he told them, go wait for me at the mountain. They waited at the mountain. They saw him coming. And what's the first thing in their response? They worshiped. Then Jesus showed up, and then Jesus said, here, now go through all the nations, right? Last week, I talked about, you know, the intimacy, and I was kind of making a joke. It's not that kind of intimacy, you know, between you and the Father. Um, for those of you that weren't here, it was, it was, I don't know, it was funny. You can go back and listen to it on the podcast, but, you know, I'm with my wife. It's, it's not that type of intimate relationship that you have with the Father, okay? But... It's the relational aspect that we need to strengthen with us and the Father to continue to build his kingdom. You know? We partner with Holy Spirit and we worship and our hope is that we're forever going to see lives changed. You know, you don't have to come into this building just to have that moment and to see lives forever changed. No. You know, our hope and our empowerment that we've been trying to teach everybody is, you know, do this in your everyday life. You know, worship is all aspects. Like, when I preach this to you guys, I'm preaching this to myself too because I can think of how what I said it last week and it still pops in my head all the time because when I'm having a moment, I'm always like, psycho dad, psycho dad, from the old, uh, uh, what was it, Married with Children, when Al Bundy would watch Psycho Dad on TV, right? It's like, I have four kids and it's crazy all the time. Jess knows it's crazy and sometimes I need to take a breath, but you know, the challenging thing is I've, even as I've been studying this this week, I'm like, what are my kids seeing from me? Are they seeing dad worship? Are they seeing dad, you know, praying through these tough times? You know, it's like, are they seeing that sad enough? Like, because our kids are like sponges. They're watching us right now. Everything we do, you know, Jeremiah, if you listen to this, I love you, buddy, but you're just like your dad. <laughs> you know, he truly is. You know, and it's, you know, it, it encourages me and stuff too to continue to work on this. Because me and this have, have been really good for a long time, and this is good. But it's encouraged me this week even too. It doesn't end. It's not like we just reach level 100 and we've maxed out. You know, it's that relationship that we build never ends. It goes deeper and deeper. It just continues to grow. You know, there's things that I've studied and I learned today and I look at scripture and now all of a sudden in like a couple months, I'll look at the scripture again and I go, oh my gosh, there's something else there. I totally missed that the first time around. This relationship that we're building doesn't end. And that's the greatest relationship we can have. You know, nothing else matters. This is why we worship. Nothing else matters except for him and to give him praise and to shout his name to the mountaintops so crazy that somebody says, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? 
because he's good, because of the great things that he has done in my life. We want to tell somebody about the great things that he's doing in our lives and amongst us. So, I want to worship. Babe, can you come back up here? Thanks. Um, I want to go back into worship. And as we go back into worship, I'm going to jump up there in a sec too, and I'm going to, I'm going to play. But um, let's stand, because I want to pray. I told you I was going to be able to get through this quick. I wanted to leave time to be able to worship and to reflect. Um, let's posture ourselves. Holy Spirit, come. We ask that your presence just continues to dwell here in this place. Yes, Father. Yes, I just ask right now, Lord, that as you enter into this place and enter in um, to our hearts, Lord, that we would continue to build that relationship. We would continue to go deeper and deeper with you, Father. That as we build our vertical connections, Lord, that we will become so overjoyed with your love and with your presence, Lord, that it becomes just that witnessing effect. It becomes so contagious to those that are around us that they say, what is going on? What do you have? My life is broken. I can't, like every time I turn around, something that feels like it's happening and I don't get it. Why do you have so much joy? And we can just share that same experience with those that are around us. Thanks again for tuning in to the True North Vineyard Podcast. We hope that you are blessed by this message. To connect with us, be sure to visit our website, vineyardtruenorth.churchcenter.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at True North Vineyard. We hope to see you soon.